Hey, I'm Jodie, event manager, business owner, educator, and podcast host. I'm an introverted homebody, wannabe wine master, and I truly believe in the power of events to inspire, delight, and ignite human potential. Every week, I take you backstage into the wonderful world of business events and give you the insider scoop on how to take your events to the next level. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the traditional custodians of the lands where we live, learn and listen. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 13 of the Events Insider podcast. My name is Jody, and I'm your host and it is good to be with you today. Now, I feel like this episode has been a long time coming. It's been sitting on my Asana board as a topic idea for a while, but no one wants to start talking about Christmas in February. So I wanted to wait until later in the year to bring you this episode. Now, unless you are working for a super large corporation with a thousand employees at your Christmas party, and there's only kind of one or two venues in your city that can host you, unless that's you, it is totally fine to only start thinking about your Christmas party in August or even September. I think a lot of people freak out and feel like they're behind and they haven't organized anything and it's all really overwhelming. But, you know, if you live in a major city, there's a lot of venue options. August is perfectly fine to start thinking about this. So that is why I wanted to bring you this episode today. So today we are talking about how to nail your company Christmas party in six easy steps. Now, obviously a caveat, there are a lot more than six steps to organizing any event, but What I really want to get through today is give you a really clear, simple process that you can follow to reduce the overwhelm. Because I know that there is a lot of pressure on putting on your company Christmas party. I feel like so many people feel overwhelmed and anxious about it because all the staff have a lot of expectations and a lot of ideas, but no one wants to help out in organizing it. And so there can be a lot of pressure put on one person to organize it and to come up with something new and fresh and good every year. I feel like, you know, there's always this expectation to improve on last year and and rightly so there should be, but it can be really hard if you especially don't plan a lot of events. Like if you only do a couple a year, it can be really overwhelming to have to put on this really awesome event every year and continue to get better and continue to come up with a fresh idea. So I totally get it. And today I want to help you by giving you six steps that you can follow. And honestly, if you follow these and you follow them really thinking about who your audience is and plan the event for them, then you are going to nail your Christmas party. So with that being said, let's get into it. So what I often find is that people will book in a venue and go, okay, cool. As long as we've got that, we're sorted. I'll think about it later. And then a few months later, they go, okay, we probably need some kind of entertainment or something to engage our guests. Like I'll Google event entertainment and I'll, you know, find a magician or someone that is going to perform for us and provide some entertainment for about 10 minutes partway through the evening. And that's cool. That's booked in. And then, you know, a month or two later, they're like, oh, we should probably have some like nice decorations or something come up with like a theme. Like, do we want to do a dress up? And so then they kind of go and find some decorations and tell people there's a, there's a dress up. And then a month later, they might go, oh, okay, we'll get a photographer or maybe we'll get a photo booth. Okay. We'll book that in. And what happens by doing it like this is it's very bitty, right? There's a lot of different things happening and not really a cohesive concept. 
So that brings me to the first step, and that is coming up with a concept. So what we want to do is before we go and book in anything, we want to think about, okay, what's the actual event concept? What do we want this event to look like? Is there some kind of theme that we want to have? Is it going to be in a venue? Is it going to be on a boat? Are we going to be moving around? Is it in the office? Like what's our concept? What's our theme that we want to start from? And that is a really good starting place to then build on top of. Now, like I said at the beginning, I know it can be overwhelming to come up with a concept every year, especially if you don't normally work in the event world. So what I've gone and done is put together 30 event ideas for your company Christmas party. So you can grab that. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can grab that. So that's 30 ideas that you can scroll through and see which one might suit you and then keep it on file and grab one for next year as well. So that's what we want to do. We want to come up with our overarching concept before we go and do anything else. Then once we have our overall concept, we need to flesh it out to get a really clear idea of what we want it to look like. Now, this is honestly my favorite part. So I get all creative. Don't let anything hold you back. Don't think about budgets or any restrictions at this point. We just want to dream big. So I like to create a mood board. I like to get on Pinterest and create a pin board. You know, I write down a list of ideas that come to my mind. You know, we don't need to be thinking, I guess, rationally at this point. This is all about thinking big, fleshing out our idea, getting kind of a look and feel for it. So I find, yeah, mood boards and Pinterest boards really help to kind of solidify what we want it to really look like and just get creative with it. Like flesh it out, understand what you want it to look like at a top level, at a high level, if nothing was holding you back what could we make this concept or this theme look like? I know so often we're really stretched for time and we're so overwhelmed, but if we can find some time to really flesh out our idea, get creative, get inspired, then we can plan from a place of an abundance of ideas rather than planning from a place of no ideas. And that is just going to make our life so much easier when we have all these creative ideas, all this inspiration, you know, our list of our dream list of things that we could include, when we plan from a place of having all of that, having abundance of ideas, then we're going to be able to plan a much more exciting event rather than planning from a place of, I just don't know, I don't have any ideas, I'll just book something. So once we've come up with our concept, we've fleshed it out and we have a good idea of what it's going to look like, now we can start booking in our venue. By spending the time doing that, we're going to have a much clearer idea of what kind of venue we want to book in. And that's going to help narrow down our search and again, reduce that overwhelm of all of the possible venues in the city down to just a few that might suit our concept and our look and feel. So once we have that sorted, then we can go and do a venue inspection for the two to three venues that we think might suit and then go and decide which one is going to be best, which one is available, which one has the capacity for our guest numbers, and then we can book that in. So we've got our concept. We know exactly what we want it to look like. We've now got our venue. Now it's time to add all of those fun, creative ideas into experiences and entertainment at our event. Now, I did a whole episode with Chad on event entertainment and guest engagement that you can go back and listen to, but there's just a couple of things that I want to point out here. The first is I really encourage interactive experiences and particularly I like to have something first up as soon as people arrive that they can go and do. What I often find with these sorts of events is 
kind of walk in and everyone's just standing around and, you know, you might go to the bar to get a drink because you need something to do. And so we want to make sure that people aren't just standing around. We want to really wow them from the get-go. And so it's important to have something, some kind of experience that people can go and do immediately as soon as they arrive straight out of the gates to get them excited and involved and kind of relax into the party mode. Because if you just have people standing around and then kind of maybe an hour later an entertainer comes out and it's all just a bit dull, we want to have that hype and that fun and that excitement straight away and interactive experiences, even if it's like a photo booth or something like that, that people can immediately go and do just makes them feel much more a part of the event from the get-go. And the other thing I want to say is that I totally appreciate that, you know, we might not have the budget for all of these different sorts of things. And we might really only have the budget for maybe one experience or one piece of entertainment that we can have at our event. So my expert tip here would be to focus your money on what's going to make the most impact, what's going to be the most memorable for your guests. You know, it might be a case of having a slightly lower tier food and beverage offering to be able to put more money into an exciting experience. What I find is that people who try and split their money across multiple different things, it's just going to feel like a bit of a mediocre event. But if people can walk away going, oh, wow, how good was X? Or remember when that happened, that is going to make much more of an impact than having kind of medium-ish tier of everything. Does that make sense? So we want to make sure that we're kind of going, okay, we don't have budget for everything. Let's focus our money on really making this thing awesome. And then it means that we just have to kind of lower the budget across the other things. And that's okay because people are going to walk away remembering that thing. And so that's going to make the impact on them. So I guess when it comes to our experiences and our entertainment at the event, you know, making it as interactive as possible, having as many things as possible, you know, there are some really low budget things that you can add, but also really just focusing on one or two wow moments that people will remember. So we've pretty much got our event sorted. The next step that I want to say is very specific, I guess, to Christmas parties or social events, and that is to consider extending the event either before or after the event. So again, what we want to do is try and create a really exciting, engaging and memorable event for people. So if we can add other elements before and or after the event, then it's only going to add to achieving that objective. So some things like maybe starting with drinks in the office or I've had makeup artists go in and help people get into their costumes and kind of add some detail on their face. And then maybe you want to provide transport to the venue so that everyone arrives together and excited and gets straight into the party. Or on the other end, you could provide a kind of unofficial after party, somewhere for people to go if they want to continue on. I know it's always messy when people try and go, what are we doing? Where's everyone going? You know, so being able to have that already sorted, already planned, here's where we're going. It just creates a really seamless event experience for people. And then they kind of go, oh, that was really good. That was really well organized. So thinking about, is there something that you want to add before or after the actual main event to just really extend the experience for people and just add layers to it? So they're the five steps to get our event organized. The sixth step is about your communication. And it's a really crucial step that we don't want to forget because the biggest piece of advice that I say to people in order to plan a successful event is that it's all about managing your guests' expectations and that comes to your communication. 
So making sure that, okay, we've got all of this knowledge because we've gone and planned this event. We know every detail, but your guests don't. And so what we want to do is communicate that big, exciting concept and theme to our guests to get them excited and on board and registered. So what we want to do is give as much detail as we can to excite them. But my tip is to keep one or two things up your sleeve to surprise and delight them with at the event. So we don't want to give it all away because then we run the risk of potentially it not living up to their expectations. So we always want to have one or two things that are just going to add on top that they go, oh, wow, that's awesome. You know, how good was that? I didn't know that was going to happen. So we've got our big, exciting deal. We fleshed it out. We know what it's going to look like. Now we need to distill that into communication. So through your invitation, through reminders, through your pre-event communication, getting people excited and hyped, giving away as much as we need to, to manage their expectations, but then, you know, not giving everything away. So I'll recap those six steps for you. First, we want to come up with our overarching concept. Then we want to flesh it out and get creative and really understand what we want it to look and feel like. Then we go and find our venue that matches our concept and our ideas. Then we get to add all of the fun events and experiences on top, keeping it interactive and fun. And then we want to think about, do we want to extend this event before and or after to extend the experience? And then it's all about distilling all of that into communication, making sure our guests understand and are excited about what they're getting into. So that is how you nail your company Christmas party in six easy steps. Now, remember, I've done the first step for you and I've got 30 event ideas for your company Christmas party that you can grab in the show notes. So grab that, get excited. I know it can feel overwhelming, but if you follow these steps, you think about who your guests are, then you're going to nail it. I hope this episode was helpful. As always, reach out whenever with any questions that you have. I would love to connect with you. That's it from me today. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Events Insider podcast. If you loved it, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, share with your friends, and I'll chat to you next week. Bye.